obviously it was a rough start, you know, going down one goal. But you know, we we stuck with it. We we kept going. We kept pushing, and you know, resiliency was a was a big part of our preseason. You know, so I felt like that that happened today. So it was good. The moment of the goal. Yeah. Describe it as far as yeah. everything that was going yeah. to be, as far as the emotions. Yeah. yeah, it's a crazy feeling. You, you can't describe it. But you know, being there with with my guys, with, with the fans, you know, it, it doesn't get better than that. Well, we're live. Welcome. Uh, to another edition of the Afterburn Soccer Show. It's official now. We're not. We're out of preseason mode, and now we're in the midst of the season as FC Dallas action got underway last Saturday night. And so I'm. Uh, we're here to talk about it. Um, thanks for following along, for sharing the stream, for subscribing to the pod. My name is Nathan. You can follow me at Nathan J Hill. And with me tonight is our good friend Jose. You can follow him at El Chico. What's up, everybody. Corona. Excited to, to have you, Jose. And hey, we're in good spirits. The soccer is back, and uh, a full slate of games this past week and weekend. But the big news is that FC Dallas comes from behind to defeat uh, the visiting team. San Jose. <laughs> San Jose, Luchi Gonzalez is a former FC Dallas head coach. The Quakes, 2-1. to one. And uh, it was it was a it was it felt like a, a first game of a season. Um, two very similar teams. In fact, you know, seeing Grezzo out there, just you know, heart your heart hurts a little bit. Your heartache, it does. It does. The one that got away, so to speak. Um, yeah, very similar teams. And for a moment, early on, San Jose looked it, it looked shades of last year, where FC Dallas makes stupid mistakes. And they give their opponent a, an entry into the match, a one nothing goal, a rebounded goal uh, for San Jose to open up the scoring. And you wonder, oh, is this team going to struggle? But boy, folks stepped up, it, and it's it's a new year, it's a new mentality. But Iaramendi with a with a incredible, incredible should be goal of the week in my opinion. People can disagree. <laughs> Assisted himself off a corner kick, and then. Very, very late. Just when we felt like a draw was 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 a good result. All in all, Dante Sealy comes up with the clutch goal, and you just heard him talking about that to media after the game. So, Jose, what were your reactions to this come from behind win? Uh, for most of the match, it looked like FC Dallas of last season. Honestly, you know, we we had a lot of goal early. Not uncommon. We've seen this team fail to get motivated for games. And things like that, you know, or, or maybe not get up to speed and get caught with their pants down early. And then you saw them slowly get back into get into the game, find their groove, and 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 you know, having the man that has pretty much looked, you know, like the best guy on the roster in Ilara basically comes through with a goal. And 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 it's like him. Tafari, seeing those guys basically elevate the players around them because let's face it, we all know this is not this was not a full strength uh, FC Dallas. Now, I, I'm sure San Jose isn't full strength either, but I'm I'm only concerned about my team and and knowing that FC Dallas wasn't full strength, far from it. Any at this time last year, we would be happy as hell to walk out with one point, and we looked like we we're gonna. Uh, going to walk out with one with just the one point and, and none of us were really complaining about it but here's the thing 
last year this team failed to find an answer, failed to find a way to get a turn a draw into a win and to see that, you know, at the death goal from Dante Sealy, the guy who who has shown flashes throughout the preseason, and we were like, you know, is, is it just smoke? He was looking like, like he was struggling there uh, for many parts of the game, but he's just showing that that's it's it's not smoke. He's, he's got something. You know, he's not polished. But, my God, having players that can turn a draw to a win, this, that's what this team lacked last season, and, and this is a good sign. It's a good omen for this team going forward. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think that's the big storyline. I, I do think like that that we we looked good for the points. I think not that San Jose looked terrible. I mean, San Jose looked very formidable as well. A, a very good approach and how they they approached this game and pushed FC Dallas. But yeah, last season, if we're starting Herbert Indelay, it, it it was because he was the next man up. He was the only person healthy who could play. You know, in a position. Uh, at points in that season and you were just hoping for anything but here he even herbert not not the greatest game for him but but for his but for, in this new role um he certainly showed flashes and uh, acquitted himself fairly well you had logan farrington the rookie getting his first start and his first professional soccer experience played really well um you had the team step up. I'm mean, basically in in a new formation, in a more in a really competitive. It's not preseason anymore, without your some of your best players, and they got the job done. And last season there were plenty of drop points because we lacked that extra something. And so that was yeah. I think that's a big storyline to say hey, this team um, can get things done even when Jesus is out, even when our star striker isn't here yet. Even when Paxton, our midfield engine, is not in is on the pitch, we can find a way to get things done. So I I agree with you on that. What was your take, Jose, on on Farrington and his on this um, first start for him? Exciting. I mean, another player that clearly needs a little polishing, but you see the tools. The tools are there. The the you know the physical uh, player, and 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 you're like, hey, this is a rookie. And, and he's going to have time to settle in. And, I mean, he looked great. And and uh, it it was exciting to see a, a, a rookie start right off the bat and look like he fit, like he belonged. <clears throat> um, I also want to say, uh, add to that, that, that this match kind of uh, saw uh, Nico do something that, that – he hasn't really done much in Dallas, and that is embrace the youth. We, we've all been wondering what, you know, he's going away from the youth. He's signing veterans. and, and, and But Endele, you know, uh, uh, Seeley, Farrington, they're all young. They're all kids, man. And here they are on, on the first uh, match of the week at home, I mean, of the season. <coughs> and Luke, and, and uh, Nico is leaning on these young players. And and for the most part, they made him look good. I mean, of the three, Endele is probably the one to struggle the most. But again, I'm not gonna hold that against him, or Dante, or or Farrington, because let's face it, it's just the tip of the iceberg. These kids will only get better with minutes. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Yeah, no, it's uh, 
it's still it's still winter we got we got that little stuff going around um anyway but yeah it it is good it's good to see from nico and i think some of it too is is putting them in a position where they can they can use some of their skills um and and have time to develop because it doesn't mean i think herbert and delay for example is uh, he he's certainly spent some time with North Texas and that right back, that wing back position had to, but he also got played as a winger with North Texas and had to come in and, mm-hmm. and play some with Dallas up top. But yeah, it was good to see when you're making, when you're, you're in a position like that and, and you can utilize your, your speed and your skill, but also see, see the, the field in front of you, which is what we've seen sometimes for that, that young outside backs kind of make a better transition mm-hmm. at times because they, you know, they, they have time to sort of adjust and get to the feel of the game and the flow of the game and they could see what's in front of them rather than up on an island. So it, some, some good stuff. But, you know, Farrington was the surprise for me just because of it was it was a big moment and no one would have thought anything if he had struggled. If he had struggled to make an impact and been subbed off early in the second half or something. Or, or if he said, looked lost or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it's like, man, this is, he's a rookie. It's a huge jump from college to, um, you know, to, to the pro level. It's gonna, It takes every player time to adjust, whether or not you have talent or not, you know. Um, and so for him to play as well as he did and be such a positive force, uh, really exciting and gives fans a little relief if Musa goes down or something like that, or which or just someone needs a break here and there. Um, and even this coming week, when we we think ahead, uh, which we'll get to later in the show, but yeah, it, what if what if Musa's just not quite ready yet, and you want to bring him in on a sub for this first home game? You know, now Nico has that flexibility. If you know, if they want to be a little cautious with Musa right away, would they have? an option now and well and you know and, and here's the other thing uh, uh farrington played the entire match he, you know we all i thought you know yeah he's looking good but thinking he's a rookie they're gonna sub him out and they didn't you know they, they brought in uh uh ansa and and then they had i believe they had him drop off and be the secondary striker and he looked good you know and and to his credit you know in his brief stint ansa looked good and 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 Maybe that's just a good sign for a guy who we've all been critical of, uh, an answer coming off, and and in, in what like six seven minutes of playing time, he looks solid. You know, he's he he looks. If you can turn that guy into a solid uh, guy off the bench that can give you a good 10, 15 minutes, then I can live with that. Especially mm-hmm. since he's clearly behind uh, Farrington at the moment. So I'm very excited uh, uh, from what we saw. Yes, it's just the first week, so, but it's a win. I can't help myself. Yeah, and it, it, it's exciting. There's going to be bumps in the road and ups and downs. I mean, I I like to um, it, I like what I saw from Herbert Indelay. Even if he wasn't, he he did cough the ball up some, and he just wasn't quite there yet. But he's, but I, I think ne- the fact that Nico trusted him, and then you have your security blanket like Tumasi to come on and. And help lock the game down, or you know, push the game. And what I loved about Tumasi is he came right on and asked for the ball. I mean, he was just ready to go. So there's going to be a lot of competition on that out those outside back spots. Flexibility for Nico to approach different game plans, whether he wants to start Farfan 
or Tomasi right away. And, and of course, again, we haven't even seen, we didn't see Paxton on the field yet. Jesus out there yet. Um, Velasco is going to be farther out. And, and of course, Musa. So there's, there's, there, there's a high ceiling for this team. I think, you know a- what, this, this formation actually solved a couple of, of, of issues that, that the team had last year with, with some of the players, with the young players they had, in that you look at Endley, who was having a hell of a year with North Texas. Here's a kid who they wanted to convert to a fullback, but he was playing so good at at, at right midfielder or, or or attacking, you know, attacking right winger that they couldn't play him there. So here's a kid that you were hoping to convert to a full fullback, but he's showing he's better off on the wing. So moving him to a right wing back, that seems to be the right answer. And it's the same thing with Dante Sealy, who, who, by the way, had to play fullback last year in emergency. And he's another guy. He's not a fullback. So what do you do? He's, you know, he, he's looking like a guy who's, who, that he's made a mar- smart choice. It fixes two issues with him. And he's gambling that Kamungo can make the transition to playing uh, more on the inside. Mm-hmm. which I think Kamungo looked very solid uh, considering he hadn't looked that great on, in preseason. And, and it also gives hope, gives you hope that, that a kid like uh, Isaiah Parker, who we've all been disappointed with another guy who, who they were hoping to convert to a fullback who simply hasn't, you know, it's a liability back there. Right wing back would be more of a fit for him too. So now a guy like him who we were like, well, he's, he's a bust. Maybe not. With this with this formation, he has newfound life. If he can get on, on a roll in, in North Texas playing that position, now all of a sudden he becomes a viable option uh, to be get senior minutes in the future when, when we're we're hard up for him. so I do appreciate how this formation uh, um, answers that question. And by the way, let's not forget that whenever we get uh, um, uh, Giovanni Jesus back. He was a better attacker than a defender, so it also should help him also being a right wing back instead of a fullback. And that I think, in the end, this formation, the big winners here are the young players that were being tra- they were trying to transition. Which, like I just mentioned, four of them, you know, they're the big winners in this. And by the way, I'm glad you got the deep cut of Isaiah Parker. He started at right wing back for North Texas today. A two to one win in preseason friendly against Austin FC too. So that's that's a, a nice little nugget to watch out for. I was intrigued by that. And Pondeca got minutes as well there. And so that was some some of those players getting an opportunity to 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 get get their feet under them. Um and, and we'll talk about North Texas later on. They're still in pre preseason sure. mode, but we'll be sharing some more and having some info about that team and their outlook this coming year. So yeah, I, I um, yeah we can't forget Giovanni Jesus too, who uh, you know has been out for a while with injury and should be weeks away from returning. It might be a few more weeks, but so there'll be a lot of opportunities. It looks like a, a roster with some depth. It's for sure. it's going to be a it's going to be a three man battle on the right side for minutes because Giovanni Jesus is not going to be given a starting job. You know they're going to bring him in, so he's going to you know have to earn small minutes here and there. And you can bet that Endele and Tuomasi will not be willing to give those minutes up freely. So once he gets back, that it's going to be a three-way, three-way battle for minutes. I'm, I'm kind of excited about how that will pan out. 
because each one will have a different strength. I mean, mm. Giovanni Jesus should be the front runner, but let's face it, the fact that he's not, that he won't be 100%, and who knows how long it'll take him, will give plenty of time for the other two to make their case. It's it's going to be an exciting battle to watch throughout the season. Yeah, definitely. So, and so a couple other little topics before we move on. Um, of course, Iramendi, everyone has been, you know, he came in and made an impact last season, but still was new to the team, obviously, but certainly helped them get back into the, get into the playoffs and, and had a very good debut. But the, all the word out of during preseason was that he's just been on fire. He's been so professional. He's been such an asset. He's really buying in. He doesn't look like he's a, a player at the end of his career. He looks like he has plenty in the gas tank. Modern um, sports medicine for you. Yeah, and 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 he's having fun out there and such an asset to this team. I mean, am I, I, I asked Coach Nico during the press conference after the game, I said, was there a better player on the pitch among two teams than than Asia Iaramendi, you know, Ilaramendi, and 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 of course uh, Nico laughed, but but just acknowledged how professional and what a gift it is to have him, and how lucky FC Dallas sort of figured that that out when he was gonna retire. He was gonna hang up his cleats back in Spain, evidently. But what what was your take on his performance there in the midfield? I mean, everything you you expected from him, and then some. I I remember when we were watching preseason, and and we were pointing, we were noticing that that Ilara was being allowed to go forward and attack more. And and I remember one time during one of our conversations saying, "Wow, Ilara looks kind of sexy going forward," you know. And there you go. So I'm not at all surprised he scored because he has that in his in his in his wheelhouse. And we're just now seeing it this year. We did. He wasn't really asked to do that much last year, and now to see him that he has that in his wheelhouse, good God, that's very exciting because everything else he does is already top notch. You know, a true professional, a man who 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 takes good care of his body, and and what is he, 33? I mean, he looks like he's got several years left in him, and he 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 has the potential to be. Uh, he's all. We already think he's a great signing. He could be one of the best signings uh, potential. You know, he, I'm just showing from what I'm going off of. You know, it's like he was amazing last year, and and he, he looks like he stepped it up. Like he's he's like, oh, that's not even my level. I have another level, so it's kind of exciting to see to see to see him out there doing stuff mm-hmm. that at delivering, delivering. You know, I think him and Tuomasi are the two guys that elevated the other players around him when they fell uh, behind first, you know, going down a goal so early. You don't want to see the team get deflated. And I think it, I think him and Tomasi are two of the guys that sort of elevated everyone around them and, and kept everybody cool. And you love to see it. Well, what about the three-man back line? Do you think that is the number one? That's Ibiaga, that's uh, Tafari, and, and Junka. Is that the number one lineup going forward for Dallas? Do you I think, think it is? Okay, I think it is, and I'll, I'll I'll say right now. I mean, I mean, let's face it. Yes, they allowed a goal in the first six minutes, and everybody's just crapping on this. Person. But let's not forget that there was still ninety minutes to play, and for those the remainder of the minutes, they kept the clean sheet, and I think that's a different. I think that's that's this this team for under under Nico has been a solid 
defensive team, but not an elite defensive team. You know, they they are prone to making mistakes and allowing a goal here or a goal there. So so and, and yes, Paz has has had to bail the team out and he had four saves, so you could arguably say he's done it again. But that's this defense. This defense is a solid defense, not <laughs> not a welcome. Uh, not a um, not an elite defense, but a defense is going to keep you in games, you know. And let's face it, if Musa comes in and him and Jesus click and the offense starts, let's let's not forget they put up twenty one shots. Uh, I I want to say somebody else pointed out to me that 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 I think I made it right on Twitter that that's the highest that's tops the highest amount of shots they had last year. And that's yeah. that's without your two best strikers out there. So if you're telling me FC Dallas is suddenly going to be, you know, averaging twice as many shots as last year, I don't, uh, allowing a goal here and there isn't going to be as hurtful as it was last year. The attack is what slowed this team down last year, not the defense. The defense isn't perfect, it, 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 but it's rock solid. And, and I think... And, and Hunqua is transitioning to a full-time center back, so I don't have a problem with him struggling here and there. And and uh, I I hope that Nico sticks with the three and doesn't do this rotating stuff that he did last year, which I, I believe truly believe helped hurt the team uh, a little. Uh, give these guys a chance to gel, and 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 the, and you'll see the communication improve as it goes. And and Junka, what a what a story! I mean, we've we've talked we talked about last year. He was sort of a late signing, a depth signing, and he became a really helpful piece in a variety of positions. But we also saw his usefulness on Saturday from the corner kicks, since we really need options there that will help make this team deadly. And um, and so that adds a whole wrinkle to him. I I, I do think if, if there's a position. As these green cards settle in, where Siki is away uh, getting his green card. Um, uh, who Velasco's else? Velasco's getting his green card. Velasco's getting his green card. Velasco's his green card. Got yeah. his green. So it may there may be room for them to look at a loan, to look at another player, um, and maybe they will look for that right that center back who can play on the left, or you know, or something who can really help fill out that 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 back three and. And hey, I'll love it. I'll take it, you know. But um, it, it, yeah, I, I was, I was very satisfied. I think you saw the jitters from a first, you know, first MLS game. Both teams weren't at their best, um, and so that's what that's where things are. But, uh, but, but Dallas found a way, and they they grew into the game. <coughs> so really, really, really yeah. good stuff. And you know, I know the preseason is over, but I always think of the first month, month and a half after the the preseason as sort of an extension of the preseason. Like teams still aren't, you know, in season mode. They're not. So they're still technically sure they're almost, they're, they're set with their 11, but they're still gelling to some extent. And, and, and you still have people that players coming back from injuries and stuff like that. And we saw this last year too. Last year, the team was very uh, clunky at the beginning of the year. And so, expected you know I, 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 this was a solid performance and we hope we carry it but don't be surprised if the team has some clunkers going forward because it, it just feels like it, it it's not long a preseason but it's like a, i like to say it, call it a late preseason 
mm. they're still tweaking things. They're still finalizing things. And, and, and not just them, everybody across the league is. Yeah, it's r- really good stuff. Well, let's let's go ahead and start shifting our attention to what's coming up, which is uh, FC Dallas is back at home on Saturday against Montreal, who have a new head coach, uh, I believe, and looked looked to also be marrying a sort of Columbus Crew style. Um, and because their former head coach left Montreal to go to the Crew and led the Crew to another championship last season, so hey. Um, and uh, you know why? Why not? And so it's a Montreal team that is can be very dangerous and looked very good in their I think their opening game and uh, of the season. So it'll it'll be a, an interesting but, challenge. But didn't but didn't they lose? Did they lose or did they draw? Uh, let me let me check. Um, I think they played well. They drew. They drew. I think they drew. Um, no, let's see. I'm I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they drew they, they, Orlando, um, yeah. uh, and so and uh, I, I believe it was in Orlando, if I'm correct. Yes, and so kind of a disappointing game there for uh, yeah uh, for for Pareja and and Orlando team that looks to be really stacked this year it could be a really good year. So I think Montreal made their life difficult. So a draw is not out of the question here. It, it's a but, solid result for them on the road, but at the same time, they're they they were on the road, and now they got to travel again. Uh, so you're gonna have a team that's you know, gonna have, be playing on some weary legs. You know, that's 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 no joke. You know, traveling to Orlando then having to travel to Dallas. That's one thing that people forget about about this league is the travel times are long. They're draining, uh, and and. It's not like you pack yourself up and just going, you know, to the state over or, or to the city, you know, uh, an hour or two away. You know, this is some long trips, and it wears on these teams, and and it's why it's tough to uh, to win on the road. I think I believe the record I saw was seven one and four or seven one and five was the record of, of the of the home teams. You know, the opening week mm-hmm. with only one loss and. You know who that one loss was? <laughs> one of our in-state rivals, I guess. One of our in-state rivals. But yeah, I mean, it, it, this early in the season, with, with like I said, all the teams still trying to get their act together. Being at home is a massive advantage, more so at this time of the year, I believe. Uh, and and it helps you overcome some of those issues that you have. Like we will get some players back, but let's not let's not pretend like. They're going to play a full 90 minutes. We may get Jesus uh, Pax and Paxton back, but they're probably going to be coming off the bench. You know, uh, Nico is very conservative, and, and I'm sure he's not going to want to start these guys. I'm sure they're going to demand to start, but the smart play is bring them off the bench. I doubt we get to see Musa. Um, uh, like I said, Nico's very conservative. And and this is good, you know, after, after the performance the team had. I'm looking forward to see what Montreal has to offer against them because I, I'm I haven't been high on Montreal. I don't know too much about about them, but I, I don't I haven't really been impressed with anything they did. That's not to say that's not to say they're a good team. I, I didn't see them play, so I I, uh, I just know Orlando, like you said, it's a good team. And uh getting a result at Orlando, a draw, tells you that they're gonna be difficult. They're gonna be a team that, that would be happy to walk out of out of out of Dallas with, with the point. And so I think 
we are right to expect a close match. And maybe having a guy like Paxton Jesus coming in late in the game could be the difference difference between a, a one point or three. Well, you were saying something before the show, Jose. I think also as we look ahead, you said um, as you look at the upcoming schedule. Yes. Do yourself a favor and, and look up the upcoming schedule for FC Dallas uh, next six, seven weeks and, and, and look at these opponents. So you got Montreal here. Then you go to uh, Red Bull. You got Vancouver coming here. You go to Austin. Then uh, uh, at St. Louis – uh, before finally uh, Seattle, I think, comes to town. That's a very uh, manageable schedule. I mean, uh, I believe our first six, seven opponents that, that, that Dallas plays, between them, they only had only one loss, only one win between them, and that was the D.C. win over, over New England, who was, you know, on, on a red card. So I'm, I think there are points to be had for this team there's there's the, the schedule is not a daunting schedule it's i think it's a very favorable schedule for fc dallas early and and uh it, there's a chance for this team to start out hot you know but but it starts with this next week you know get the three points against montreal handle your business at home and i'm just saying our road opponents aren't formidable st louis is probably going to go through the sophomore slump, you know, and, and Austin is struggling right now. Those are two of, two of your three uh, road games. And of course you got Red Bulls, New York Red Bull, who I don't honestly believe are that formidable at home. So, and I'm not saying we're going to beat all these teams, but I'm just saying, I think Dallas can get points on the road. And, 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 and I like the schedule early on. I think it's a favorable schedule for this team, it's it's not like oh my god, we got to play Seattle or an LAFC and Columbus, you know, in, in the first couple of weeks. We play teams that are at FC Dallas level or below, and 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 I think Dallas can have a favorable schedule, and that's just my opinion. That's my my take. Dallas is a very favorable schedule the next uh, six to seven weeks, and if they can handle their business, you could see FC Dallas get off to a hot start. Which which would be great if if yeah I mean it's uh, you, you, <laughs> you start like that and it's you you're in the supporter shield contention at least you put your name in there as an early I mean a long you need, season but you, you, you need get a hot start, start to overcome the the eventual the eventual dundra, you know the eventual drop that that this team tends to tends to get you know uh, in the summer and whatnot so it would be nice to get this. I think this is young enough team that if they can, if they can get some wins and build some momentum, this is a young enough team that, that can, that can basically shield them from some of their flaws. Young teams that feel unbeatable are very tough to defeat because, because they're, they're, they don't know they can lose, you know? So I think it's very important for us to get off to a hot start. And like I said, some of your players are pretty young, uh, we always say that about them, <laughs> you know, we always mm-hmm. say that about Dallas is like, but it's true. It's true. I mean, you know, you're waiting for some of your veteran players to come back and you're talking about Jesus and Paxton. Those are your veteran players that you're bringing back. They're still young. Well, uh, it's going to be exciting to see how this team adapts. And of course, Hey fans, it's FC Dallas. So it's going to, it's a, it's a tough league. 
parity is, is real on this league, and so there'll be the, uh, some ups and downs. There'll be some tough performances, but but there's a lot to look forward to, even from this week one showing and the players and reinforcements on the way. Um, and uh, so we have a lot to look forward to. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, too, about North Texas this year to see how they adapt to this new system and and give some guys minutes to adjust and a preview of what could be to come for this team as well. I just want to add one more thing. When you asked me about the back line, I neglected to mention the reason why I was happy with the back line. And it comes down to one man, and that's Tafari. He looks like that anchor. He looks like he's also raised his, his game to another level. He looks like a guy you should never, ever, ever, ever take out of the starting lineup. He he simply looks like the natural, like, you know, we miss Hedges when he left. He's a legend. And now he looks like the heir apparent. He looks like the guy that is going to keep the players around him performing to a level and, and, and making sure that it doesn't turn into, you know, a dumpster fire, you know. So I, that's why I'm excited about the back line. It's because of Tafari. He looks like the guy that can anchor that back line and keep us in games. Mm. Well, good stuff. Well, I think this is a good stopping point. I know you got some lasagna to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. It's, it's for tomorrow. I made oh, it. Okay. All right. Tomorrow. All right. Well, I didn't know. But yes, yeah. I got this big, giant pan of homemade lasagna. That's, well, that'll be good. Smells wonderful, but I can't have it. <laughs> Good. When we're back, and we are just uh, for folks watching and listening in, even later, we're going to be working on some guests to come in, just like we had Armand uh, for our little preseason uh, uh, show, and just some folks from the FC Dallas community and talking and sharing. And of course, we'll also be looking at some some interviews and other content from players and and staff, and just to get an insight of how this team is progressing this year and their goals, and uh, this is the stories. And there's a lot of really Really interesting stories. I mean, North Texas signed another um, walk-on. So, you know, it sounds like a really intriguing player. And uh, we'll get a chance to see if he's another in this line of, uh, of, of Camungo and uh, uh, you know, walk-on. I didn't hear who they signed. Was that the British kid that they signed? Um, no. Um, and, you know, I didn't... Uh... Oh, you know what? I'm right here on the webpage. Uh <laughs> Interesting guy. Yeah, look him up. Leo Londe Jr. He oh, is... yeah. No. He, I think he was with the team last year, believe it or not. Okay. Londe, I think he's – I I think he – well, I knew about him, so I, I think he was already signed um, unless they – I'll have to look it up. But I thought oh, he yeah, was he already – he did sign last year. I'm sorry. but So they have a good, good, good piece there about his story. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, d- yeah, but he didn't make it the first year. He tried out, and then in 2023, he was able to to yeah. Because I thought he was already because I I know some of the childists. I, I was pretty high on. There's this British kid that 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 uh, is a center back, big center back, who's played at in the championship. He's he, I mean, he's not a he got minutes in championship. So he's, he wasn't like a regular or anything like that. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's nice to see that some of the some of their childists are, you know, they're not. They're not here from places we've never heard of. They're they're coming from from Europe, from from big bigger clubs. Maybe they couldn't make it there, but they're here trying to get a second, earn a second chance. And North Texas is a great is a great stepping stone towards Dallas. So I think I think the fact that 
North Texas has shown a willingness to sign walk uh, players that have trialists that are trialists, and people are seeing those trialists get chances with the senior team. It becomes a very inviting place for someone who's trying to break in and say, "Hey, there's we've got all these teams, MLS Next teams that we can go trial for, but we know that if we perform with North Texas, they're willing to give us a shot at the senior team." So I think it it raises the profile of the trials that we're getting here. Well, good stuff. Um, well, it's exciting. A lot to look forward to. And of course, uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks, RT. All right. We'll be seeing you, of course. And of course, like and subscribe, share the podcast. Of course, follow us on afterburn.soccer and on Twitter. And we'll do our best to keep everybody up to date. Um, the big news, of course, is that Musa has landed. So, hey, it's going to be another exciting week for FC Dallas. Okay. See, see y'all. See ya. Good night.